Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. I'm excited for part two uh, of my conversation with the head coach at Florida State men's basketball, Leonard Hamilton. I hope you enjoyed part one, and I'm sure that's why you're back for part two. You want to hear the rest, so uh, we will uh, get into it in just a moment. Uh, but man, he's just uh, he's just an awesome guy, and I, I root for him and, and what he does at, at Florida State, and and so I. You know, again, like I said on the last podcast, I'm in ACC country, so I'm an ACC fan. I want to see Duke win, and Florida State has had Duke's number at times. Uh, but I, I root for Leonard Hamilton. I root for Tony Bennett. Uh, I like both of those coaches, and I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> I don't mind saying it. I, I root for Hubert Davis, the, the new head coach at UNC, uh, because he's been a guest on the show, and he's an awesome guy, and I think the way he's going to run UNC and, and that program uh, is is going to be worth cheering for. So, of course, I want Duke to beat UNC, but uh, I hope UNC continues to to remain a top program. It makes it more fun for the rivalry. So I'm 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 all right with that. They can win every uh, every other game, even though it is fun as Duke fans to watch UNC lose. Especially if if Duke loses a game, you always feel better when UNC loses. But uh, anyway, I like I like Florida State now with uh, Leonard Hamilton. They got a number of guys in the NBA as well. So he's he's producing. You know. NBA caliber players, but Coach Hamilton is is focused on you know developing men and play and and, and players that go goes beyond the, the basketball court. So that's that's what makes to me great coaches ultimately. And and one other thing of note uh, with with Coach Hamilton, he actually grew up very close to where I live now. So I grew up in Charlotte. We moved that out to a smaller town outside of Charlotte. It's called Mount Holly. And he grew up in Gastonia, so it's it's kind of like a couple exits down. So uh, so pretty cool. So uh, that was uh, a fun fun connecting point as well. Uh, but here we go, part two. Before we jump in, do you need to get your own health insurance? Go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Here we go, Leonard Hamilton. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Well, but before we, we wrap up our time together, I, I, I wanted to make sure I, I asked you uh, about your wife. Because uh, what I understand, you've been married over 50 years, which is remarkable. I, I'm only on, on year number eight, so... How do, how do I keep it going? What, what's what's the uh, the advice and, and wisdom you can share with, with guys that are a uh, little, little bit behind you? The first thing I do, you know, I don't major in models. Mm. You know, I don't get caught up in things that don't really matter. Mm. You know, uh, I, I think in life, sometimes 
when you when you're in an institution of marriage, you you understand that fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce. That's the most dysfunctional part of our society. You have just as much of a chance of predicting whether or not you're going to be able to get stay married if you flip a coin. That that's 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 the reality of. And life is so much give and take, so much is 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 trying to allow people to be who they are. But what, but what happens is when I'm trying to make you be the person that I want you to be, and you're trying to make me be the person you want me to be, and then you making a sacrifice to please me, and I'm making a sacrifice to please you, and then when I become really who I am, and you become really who you are, and we figure out, you know, what happened. That's not how you used to act, because you're just being you and I'm being me. We find out that we really, you know, don't really get along. Mm-hmm. So we so the key is communication, and 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 and. Now, my wife has been the leader of a program called Bible Study Fellowship for over 30 some years. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. And it called it BSF. Yep. Where she's, and like in Tallahassee, in, in Miami, I was there. She had, it was about 500 women in, in her Bible Study Fellowship class, and she was a teaching leader. Wow. And, and um, I always had 500 women praying for me. <laughs> every oh, game. That's awesome. And then at Tallahassee, when we moved here, uh, they, gave her the responsibility of starting the night version of Bible study fellowship. So, so she was always focused on her ministry. And, and, and so she's always focused and, and really it kind of gave me an opportunity to, to really, really turn it up from a coaching standpoint because she was doing her ministry. And then, you know, basketball coaching is almost like a ministry and, 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 and being focused. So, you know, we, 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 our lives have complemented each other. Mm. And, and that, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we've been able to, you know, to grow and learn with each other and through a lot of prayer and a lot of communication. And, and I think it's, 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 it's allowed, allowed me to overcome whatever challenges, you know, you might have, but, you know, it's not easy. And, and, and unfortunately, the, the thing that, that I'm, that I won't make you aware of in our society, our educational system has, is concentrating on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. You know, the challenges that we really have in life are, are not really addressed in, in the educational model that we have become accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, conflict resolution. Um, how we get along with opposite sex. How do we communicate with people who don't look like you? You know, we have more diet related illnesses in America than any other part, any other part of the world, you know, where we, we don't know how to eat. Mm. So how can we have a institution of marriage that's failing? How can we have more diet related illnesses? How we can have more personal conflicts with each other? How can we can, how can we, not understand how to respect one another, how to communicate with one another and accept each other for who we are. And we have an educational system that doesn't address any of those issues. We have more, we have more alcohol related fatalities mm-hmm. with teenagers to young adulthood than we lost per year in Vietnam. We spent trillions of dollars in Vietnam and Iraq fighting a war over there. We have more, we have more, we have, every 78 seconds, we have a young person trying to commit suicide. We have, we have uh, uh, over seven to 8,000 people 
young people die with alcohol-related uh, accidents. We have more diet-related uh, 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 illnesses than any other part of the world, and, and, and we have more people committing suicide. We have more. We have more uh, um, uh, um, um, issues with 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 with, with drugs. We have more overdose yeah. than any other part of the world. So where is the war? Is the war in Iraq? Is the war in Afghanistan? Mm. Was it in? Is it in in Vietnam? I mean, where is the war? The war is right here at home, oh. and all we're doing right now we we at one of the worst times in our life where we can't even get along. We can put people on the moon, and we can't figure out how to how to get along with your fellow man. And so, my point to you: our educational systems don't teach about each other. I mean. You know, and, and I don't want to get into a political uh, issue on whatever, and I can't even pronounce where I think it's cr- critical race theory. Is that oh, yeah. what okay, yep. what I'm saying to you, I, I don't even really understand what that means. And, but all I want is the truth. Mm. I mean, what I'm saying is I can't be upset with anybody about what happened 100 years ago, but I would like to know what the truth is. You know, I mean, it, it, it's no harm in me knowing about slavery. Mm. It's not. It's not any harm in me knowing about why the Ku Klux Klan was formed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. It's like we're trying to push something under the rug. Mm. I mean, whatever the truth is, let's talk about it. Mm. Let's learn understand. Let's let's grow from it. Yeah. Let's learn from it. Mm. And the mistakes that we've made in our society. Let's try not to let them happen again. Amen. But I don't understand why we seem to be really good in reading and writing and arithmetic, but we don't learn about how to live. We don't understand about life. We don't know how. None of that is part of our educational system. So if you don't learn it at home and you don't get it in the church, but where is the one place where we have everyone collected in one place for 12 years? I mean, so why is it why is it part of our curriculum can't be growing vegetables mm-hmm. and understanding what the nutrients are and how they affect your thought process, your your being, your living, your 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 uh your health. You got a unit on on what you get out of an orange, but we don't talk about what effect that's going to have on what you're going to be like 15, 20 years from now. I mean, I, 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 all I, we end up eating what tastes good, but not necessarily what's good for you. Right. I mean, and, and, and like, for instance, I loved, uh, Tony Drive-In's hot dogs and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> I'm not real sure. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not real sure that was best for me. <laughs> you know, but my point to you is that we 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 have more conflicts going on now in our society, and I, and, and this might sound a little interesting, but how did I grow up in North Carolina? I, I was there, grew up all through school. And, and not know anything at all about the massacre in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm. I mean, how, how 
How was that? Where was that missed? I mean, wh- I mean, why was that not in any of my lessons? And, and I grew up, graduated from an all-black high school. You know, so I can't, I mean, I didn't read about any of that in our books anyway. Wow. I mean, how can I be in Oklahoma, the head coach of Oklahoma State for four years? I never heard anything about the massacre of the black, other, other, other black Wall Street in Tulsa, and I recruited out of Tulsa. My point to you mm-hmm. is, 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 but that's just part of our education system. But, but equally effective is, is if I'm a youngster and I'm being taught about the perils of alcohol and what it does to you and why you should avoid it. You know, we have a whole lot of teen pregnancies. Mm. You know, we have a lot. So why is it I'm not taught that mm-hmm. in school? And where, 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 where is that missing? I mean, so we got diet-related illnesses. We got alcohol-related illness. We don't talk about drugs. But we don't talk about self-esteem. And we don't talk about how can we grow and develop mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You, you take the, the mental health issues that we have in our society. And, and, and why? That's not in any of our educational processes. And, and we have people, you know, who, who have issues and we don't even know how to identify. I mean, and, and we've taken religion out of schools and most schools have dropped PE. <laughs> and I'm just what I'm saying to you somewhere along the line how do we get some common sense brought into this process and as I go through working with young people yeah, I, I just do the very best I can without trying to make it political or racial or conflict I just try to help them develop the, 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 the techniques how to make good decisions, you know, and I, I try to avoid influencing them from a religious standpoint. I just live my life right. the way I live it. And I try to conduct myself in a way which is good and wholesome. And I'm not perfect, but, but I try to do that. But, but I don't know in your show, I'm challenging you mm. because you have a, you have a voice, mm. you have an audience. I would like to know why, we're not addressing the real issues in our society, in our educational systems. I would like to know politically why we always talking about taxes, <clears throat> why we always talking about the economy, and 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 we we actually okay processed food that causes cancer. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out when is we gonna have a conversation. You don't have to, you don't have to agree with me in everything. I need to respect your opinion. That's right. Yeah. You know, I was, I was listening to a show this morning on TV about. I hope I pronounce it right. I have a tendency sometimes to tune things out that I don't want to deal with this queuing on thing that we have going on in America, and how mentally, you know, we, we are believing in these mythical things, these things that, these things that supposed to be coming from outer space. And uh-huh. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it all. I'm saying that we have, how we get to that point mm. 
where we have these challenges and we somewhere along the line, someone has to address it and we got to start really seeing how we're going to address it. But I know I'm not the only one who feel that way and I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not, I'm not on any political soapbox. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not on any racial issue. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we, we got to figure out how we could, we can all get along in, in this world, in us, in, in America. And, and in reality, you know, we're in the greatest place in the world. Oh yeah. So, and, and we got, how, how are we going to move forward the next 20 or 30 years mm. without just having a conversation and seeing whether or not we can develop some direction. And, uh, so I know I've given you a, a handful this morning. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate your uh, honesty and transparency and, and, and a lot of uh, food for thought for, for sure. And, and I, well, it all the conversation started when we were talking about marriage, and and I think that's that's really where this conversation needs to get back to is we've got to invest in starting with you know men and with our ministry as, as we kind of gear toward toward men being the men that God has called us to be the husbands that that we're called to be and then the fathers that that we're called to be so that the education is beginning there and then we're sending our kids out as leaders into the schools and, and having that, that type of impact. Uh, but, but like you mentioned, the breakdown of the family that's caused so many other breakdowns in society. And, and we've got so many kids growing up fatherless. We've got kids growing up in broken homes and, and it, and it just year after year, decade after decade, that has had a, a negative effect and it's very concerning. Yeah. But, but why is it in our educational systems, if that's that being important, why can't we have addressed that? And yeah. in, 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 in some type of organized approach. But I'm not real sure, at least I haven't been exposed to the conversation about those other real issues that we're dealing with. Mm. It's almost like we, you know, we accept, we accept those things. I wonder how less divided people would be if we had some educational part part of our education learn how to get along with each other learn how to sacrifice learn how to communicate yeah i mean i mean and we we say single family homes but how where are we going to address to that because in our society in a lot of cases we have babies having babies raising babies that's right you know and 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 the where do you learn how to be a father i mean where do you learn how to be a good mother i mean now and, and let's face it some of us have had good parents, you know, and life just afford, doesn't afford everyone the same unique opportunity. So how do we address that? No, you're right. And, and part of the problem, too, is we, we don't uh, teachers aren't valued anymore. And so people don't want to be teachers as as much and, and maybe even more qualified people that, that would be great teachers get out. And I, I know people that have just left, you know, they would be, oh, they'd be awesome teachers. Okay, but but that's, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. How can we have teachers holding one of the most important yes. positions in life responsible for the education of our children? Mm. And they're so being they're so underpaid. Yeah. Explain that to them. And on top of that, they go to school, get their education. They're qualified, and how can we miss the boat 
that they are paid less than people who do other things with very little education or sacrifice. Yeah. That is beyond me. I know. In other words, I hold our value system. I mean, we have to, but where's the conversation? I think in our education system, and then we have to figure out how are we going to elect our officials? I mean, what, what, what are the things that should be important in a elected official? That person is representing the issues that we're facing in our society. I mean, where, how is it that we can control that we can hold people accountable for what they what they promise us when they're running for office? I mean, right? I mean, how can I mean? I try to be transparent and and I try to be as honest as possible. But even in the newspapers, even in the the new the reporting, shouldn't that shouldn't a person be held accountable? If if I am a re- newspaper reporter, should I mean if I'm a writer, if I'm re- have this responsible position like a teacher, a teacher's held responsible for oh, kids. Yeah. Okay, yep. yep. When you say something of, of importance on the air, and you know you're lying, how, how can we hold people accountable for what's right and for what's wrong? I mean, it, it's now. We can just almost say and do whatever we want to, whether it's whether it's truthful or not, and no one's held accountable. That's right. Crazy. I can write what I want to, you know, and I'm not trying to pick that profession out, but that's kind of the way we're where we're moving, the direction we're moving, and we can. I, I'm just. I am so concerned of, 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 of the direction we're going in. So how how do we how do we have the conversation to come up with a plan to, to address, you know, but, but it's interesting that I feel that we have people who have opinions and suggestions that aren't necessarily based on facts. That's right. And, and those are the people who are, are kind of running our country. Yeah. Not to mention what what happens on social media and the oh. amount of misinformation and and all sorts of things. So and, and I, I don't know, you know we but you know still we in the greatest country in America. That's right. And 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 I, I would want to live anywhere else with all the problems that we have. I, I recently I've been thinking about doing some research on all the conflicts that go on all over the world. Mm. And I, you know the religious conflicts, the racial conflicts, the ethnic issues that we have. It, 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 when you look around the world, you're saying, "Gosh, why are we? Is, why, why can't we just figure out a way how to get along?" You know, what I mean, how? It, it's, it's. I don't know whether it's selfish. I don't know. When you look back at how society is one, and I'm wondering even the. The wars in the Bible, you know, the, 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 the conflicts that they had in Ireland, all the way back to Hitler, mm. the issues we have in Africa, uh, the conflicts we're having in the Middle East, and, 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 and now the conflicts we're having 
on American soil, it's just, it's just like a reoccurring, you know, America was founded on the fact that I believe people left Europe to come to America for wanting to have more religious freedom. That's right. And <clears throat> so it's like we can't get away from the conflicts of imposing our our beliefs on everybody. I mean, I'm and and somewhere along the line, we have to come to an awareness of of, of how we're going to not allow ourselves to regress as opposed to making progress. Yeah, and uh, we're up against an enemy because Satan is a, a deceiver and a divider, and so that's that's the common thread that we see, and and especially as we become so self centered and prideful and. Each every individual thinks they've got the right, you know, opinion and, and their way and they want their way. And so that that we're seeing that in society more and more, too. And and so I'm and you see that, too, you know, kids coming into college that I remember when I was in college, that's that mentality. It's like it's all about you and you're going to do this and that. And, and so we've, we've got to, you know, get back to humility and, and putting God on the throne. And, um, you know, so it's a it's a, it's a deep layered issue for sure no doubt i mean <clears throat> i was reading a book by farrar <clears throat> called the point man hmm. that you should read sometime and it talks about devil satan has declared war on our society and his main tool is dividing our families yep dividing the husband from the wife, the husband, the man from the kids, the kids from the parents. And that's how, that's his best weapon of keeping us in chaos. Absolutely. And the byproduct of, of that is not having strong leaders in your family. And when you destroy the family, you make it easy to destroy society. You know, many, many years ago, I think before the Industrial Revolution, when you had uh, people grew up on farms, their daughters worked in the house with the mama preparing, and the, and the guys worked out in the fields on the farm. But then as, as time would move on, better jobs and factories and industry and so forth and so on, you know, we started more opportunities and we seem to have lost the family structure. I know even in my profession. Oh yeah. You know, it's taken me away, you know, from the time that I probably I could have and should have spent with my family. Mm. I feel like sometimes I've been spoiled, spend more time raising uh, other folks' children than and giving too much responsibility for my wife raising mine. And that's that should never happen, you know. Mm. You, you you deal with the pressures and the stresses of trying to be successful and, and do your job. Sometimes it comes as distraction. And that's where, that's what the devil's happy with that. You know, the more success you have, the more money you make, the, the more time you spend focused on other things other than those things that, you know, that, that, that makes you stronger family and have those better relationships. That's right. Gosh, no, it's a great reminder and encouragement to, to all of us because I, I know I can get get caught up in, uh, yeah, success or wanting to grow and, and even wanting to impact people. 
but sometimes it starts it at, at home and then got to start, you know, make sure that my, my family's taken care of. So I just had a daughter two weeks ago. So I'm, I'm right in the middle of that, trying to get back to work and trying to take care of the family. And it's a, it's a juggling act. So get the book, get the book. Um, two things, the point man by Farrakh. Okay. And you'll be, man. you'll be calling me back. All right. Say, wow. I, I like it. What was the second thing? Why I believe. Why I believe. And that's another, that's another book. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I wrote it down. That's awesome. Well, coach, it's been a, a privilege and just an awesome conversation and, and really appreciate your, uh, your representation as a coach and the impact that you have on, on so many and uh, continued success, but more importantly, continued uh, significance and, and impact. So, uh, so really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to join me here on Unpacking It. Thank you very much and uh, enjoyed it. And, and don't be a stranger. Have me back now. Absolutely. And, and I, I hope I didn't offend any of your listeners. I hope I didn't no. uh, cross, cross the line too much. No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm a pretty neutral guy. I, I try not to be yeah, overly political or anything like that. So I thought it was a great, honest conversation and very fair. So that was awesome. Have a good day. All right, you too, Coach. Thanks so much. There's Coach Leonard Hamilton from Florida State joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back to unpack the conversation we had with Coach Leonard Hamilton. And this was part number two. So if you happen to miss part one, be sure to go listen to that as well. Uh, a couple take takeaways from from this part of the conversation. Um, I, like, I like what he said about wanting to teach his players techniques for making good decisions. So I just like the way that he he worded that because you know we all face decisions every single day, and some big, some small. But but ultimately, you know, our life is a, a result of of a lot of our choices, and so it factors into the, the path that we're on and where we head and, and all that sort of thing. But we do have to learn the techniques for making good decisions. You know, how do we operate with wisdom and, and what are the, the steps that we take? Who, who are the people that we talk to? Um, and, and what are, you know, how, how do we make sure we're aware of all the different factors that go into uh, the decisions that we do make? And, and so I just appreciate the way coaches pour into their players and, and teach them, you know, techniques that, that can last for, for a long time. Um, and so uh, they, they make such a big impact on these on these players. They really do. And so that's what I love about, again, guys like Leonard Hamilton that that pour into players. And and, and the other thing, too, is you know, he he made it clear that he wants to not necessarily, you know, force his faith you know, on any of his players or anything like that. And it's a delicate balance and and dynamic that that coaches especially at a public school have to figure out um you know but ultimately what is the greatest example how he lives his life and and that's what he said he said that you know that's that's what will influence them is how he lives his life they're looking to him as a mentor as an example and and so you know the fact he's been married 50 years and you know that they see his character doesn't mean he's perfect, but they see his character behind the scenes and, and what he's like as he coaches them. And so that's the same for us, that there are certain times we, we talk about our faith, we share our faith with people uh, in our neighborhood at work, wherever it may be. 
but ultimately people are watching. And so they're looking to see how we live our life and what, what makes us different. How is, how is Jesus made a difference in our life? People can see it when, when it's, when it's real, when, when we truly are following Jesus and we're allowing him to change us from the inside out, people will take notice. So, uh, so that's a, that's a cool, cool thing as well. All right. So there you go. Part two, Leonard Hamilton. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast. We need you. We need you to, to keep telling, telling your friends, spread the word as we try to grow this show. Uh, and so we thank you for your support. You can always email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Have a great rest of your day. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.